Hello and welcome to the Six Sales podcast. This is Mike Nicholson from Six Sales. Um, this is another one of my uh, short series, uh, a number of downloads of the last one, so hopefully it was in some way useful to some people. Uh, but a piece of research came out from the B2B Institute uh, a couple of weeks ago now, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. So I just wanted to jump on and, and sort of talk about it, why I think it's such a massive problem. Um, and what we might be able to do about it. So um, Peter Weinberg from the B2B Institute posted uh, on LinkedIn um, around a week and a half ago now, I think it was, saying that the scariest number in B2B marketing has changed. It used to be the um, the amount of budget that gets spent on brand was the scariest number, and I think it was about 8% or something like that. Um, but, the, but the B2B Institute have done uh, some research across five different B2B industries, um, over 700 companies and found that the overlap between marketing communications and sales communications on average across those five industries is just 16%. So why is that a problem? Well, if you think about the, um, the B2B buyer's journey um, very quickly as being uh, number one, being awareness, number two, being familiarity, number three, being trust, number four being interest, number five being consideration, and number six being purchase. Typically, in most B2B organizations, the first three and a bit of those uh, stages are managed by marketing. So let's take an individual person just for um, argument's sake. Let's say we were talking to Patri uh, Patricia. Easy for me to say. Um, by the way, this is completely unedited, unscripted, so uh, please excuse all the errs and the ums and any mistakes. I'm just talking um, a random stream of consciousness based on what I've been reading. So um, so we're trying to get Pat um, to want to one day buy our products and services. So typically in a B2B organization, marketing will be responsible for um, putting marketing communications in front of Pat when she's not in market. Um, to build and uh, grow and um, maintain awareness, familiarity and trust so that when Pat is in market, she thinks of us and thinks about reaching out to sales um, because she'd like she has a brief and a budget now and she would like to work with us. Um, so if there's only a 16% overlap between the people marketing are talking to and the people sales are talking to, if we think about it as two rooms, essentially marketing are talking to somebody in uh, room A uh, and they're warming them up and they're building awareness and familiarity and trust and all that good stuff. And then sales are going into room B um, and speaking presumably to people that are considerably colder, haven't been seeing that marketing communications. And so A, the job of sales is much harder because you're starting from a a colder start point, uh, and B, you've warmed up a load of people that sales aren't talking to. So if you think about uh, the research that Eringberg Bass famously uh, put out a while ago now, um, they say that on any given week, 95% of the people in your total addressable market will not be in market for what you sell. Not today, but they might be next week, next month, next quarter. So the idea is that marketing communications speaks to those people um, when they're not in market, which is the vast majority of people on any, on any given day, um, ideally through storytelling, by building emotions, it could be entertaining, inf informative, but basically building awareness, familiarity and trust so that when they are in market and they're one of the 5% that are in market, they can um, easily bring you to mind. 
They feel that they can trust you because they've seen you around a lot. Um, you're not a completely unknown quantity. Their boss isn't going to say, why the hell is this company on the plan? Um, and so that's the job, right? But if marketing are not, uh, but if marketing are talking to people that sales never speak to, then that's kind of a wasted function. And it's really suboptimal in terms of the revenue generating engine of your business. So there's a few things that I think um, we can do about that. And the first one is to adopt um, a strategy at the at the commercial level across sales and marketing um, that can be described as an account-based marketing slash account-based selling model. And what that might look like in a, a typical media business, um, just to keep the numbers simple, obviously it'll be different for every, um, every business, but let's say there were a thousand brands that you wanted to sell advertising to at some point. Okay, so that's a thousand brands. There's a there's between six and ten people in what we call a buying group in any given brand, um, and in a media environment, that buying group, which is basically just a collection of people that have influence over the buying decision, um, that buying group might be split across the media agency and the client direct. So, if we're setting up an account based marketing slash account based selling strategy, we basically look to identify in advance. Who are the 1,000 brands, i.e. companies, that we want to sell to? Who are the uh, 10,000 people, therefore, that we need to influence? And then that those people um, are set up as leads in your LinkedIn Sales Navigator instance, depending on which clients um, are being looked after by which person. They're in your CRM, and your marketing can talk to the same people that one day sales want to talk to, rather than brand advertising being um, bought along um, personas and industries and being sort of broadcast out there, but not really honing in on the people that are ideally going to buy from you one day. So if you've got those 10,000 people set up across, let's say, 10 accounts, because you've got 10 sellers, um, they've got 1,000 each, they can save them as leads. They can hear when they're um, active on LinkedIn. They can see when they get jobs, uh, when they post, when they comment, and they can join those conversations. But they're also set up, of course, in the CRM. So if it was um, you decided to send out a newsletter, it's not my favorite marketing communication, but let's say it was a newsletter, or let's just say it was a piece of news, then you can make sure that the emails that marketing are sending are going to exactly the same people that sales want to speak to. Um, that 16% overlap is is frightening, really, because uh, of the reasons that I've already um, hopefully outlined. Um, so I think a people-based approach where your sales team are front and centre um, and your marketing team are alongside them to support that, but you have specifically identified the companies and the people that you wish to speak to, and you make sure that marketing communications are speaking to exactly the same people that sales communications would like to speak to one day. Um, they're my thoughts anyway. There's a, there's a number of other um, thoughts that I had in terms of how you can um, help to overcome this 16% overlap. Uh, it's in the blog post, which um, this podcast is sitting on. If you're if you're reading it on our website, 6Ls.co.uk, if you go to the blog and look for the 16% header, um, you can listen to this podcast while seeing the notes that I've written there as well. Um, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that. I suppose everybody will immediately think, well, it's not us. We're, we're far more aligned than that. And I think if you've got an ABM slash ABS um, uh, strategy, then that's probably true. But if you're 
broadcast if your marketing comms is broadcast sort of far and wide and your sales is very narrow then there's there's a, every chance that your gap could be huge um, as always we have training consulting and done for your services that can help you close that gap so please do uh, give me a shout if that's anything that I can help with um, and let me know uh, wherever you're listening to this um, I basically live on LinkedIn as you can imagine for somebody uh, in my line of work so um, if you've got any direct messages um, with your thoughts that'd be um, that'd be fantastic or wherever I share this on LinkedIn if you want to join in in the comments with your thoughts I'd really like to hear from you thanks for listening <laughs>